This is 5 in 10 from Skywatch TV. Five topics in about 10 minutes for Monday, February 26th, 2024. I'm Derek Gilbert. Topic number five today, Ukraine. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg said this past week that Ukraine has the right to defend itself, even if that means striking targets deep inside Russian territory. And later, a NATO official told Financial Times that, yes, that is what Stoltenberg meant, using NATO-supplied weapons to strike deep inside Russian territory. Okay, if NATO is saying that it's okay for Ukraine to strike deep inside Russia, don't be surprised if Russia then decides it has the right to return fire deep inside NATO territory. This is edging closer and closer to World War III. Meanwhile, inside Ukraine, President Vladimir Zelensky just received approval from his parliament to extend martial law for another 90 days. Now, it's understandable why you'd want to, you know, suspend events like elections during a war. But this goes beyond March 31st, 2024, which was the scheduled date for the next presidential election. So the net result is that presidential elections in Ukraine have essentially been postponed until further notice. Martial law taking its place. No set date for the next election. Ukraine's parliament only agreed that elections should take place no sooner than six months after the end of the war with Russia, which of course has no end in sight. Now it's worth noting that in November, a former advisor to Zelensky, a, uh, a, a gentleman named Alexei Arestovich, announced that he would challenge Zelensky for the presidency in promising to focus on a negotiated end to the war. Aristovich has been very critical of Zelensky's approach to the conflict, maintaining that settling with Russia is in the best interest to the Ukrainian people. But even though he's been criticized as a pro-Moscow, pro-Putin shill, uh, the Russian government actually has an outstanding warrant to arrest Aristovich if he ever sets foot inside Russia again. So that really doesn't hold water. Again, democracy, supposedly what we're defending, but that appears to be off the table until further notice in Ukraine. Topic number four, priorities. Meanwhile, the world is on fire and the Department of State here in the United States is finding time to focus on pronouns. The Biden administration argued in a memo to diplomats around the world that gender is a social construct and that a person's gender identity may or may not correspond to one's sex assigned at birth. This was a cable sent out to our embassies around the world on February 5th. This was obtained by National Review, titled Modeling DEIA, Gender Identity Best Practices. DEIA is now the new acronym. Apparently, they're adding more letters to get it away from the very obvious acronym, or rather uh, anagram for DIE, which is kind of what it's leading to. Uh, it stands for Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Accessibility. Secretary of State Antony Blinken encouraged colleagues at the State Department to use gender-neutral language whenever possible to show respect and avoid misunderstandings and also suggested that State Department employees identify their preferred pronouns in their email signatures and when introducing themselves at meetings. National Review has confirmed that this is an authentic State Department cable. I mean, this is so over the top, especially at a time when Gaza and Ukraine and Yemen uh, and possibly China and Taiwan ready to ignite, you would think the State Department would have more priorities or more pressing priorities than trying to regender the rest of the world, but apparently not. Topic number three, Illinois versus parents, as long as we're on the topic of gender. 
Democrats in Illinois are pushing a new bill that would classify a parent's refusal to provide their child with gender transition care or abortion access as child abuse. Seriously, introduced by Democratic State Representative Ann Stave-Murray to the Illinois General Assembly, House Bill 4876 would amend the existing Abused and and Neglected Child Reporting Act to define an abused child as any child who is denied, and I'm going to quote now, access to necessary medical care, including but not limited to primary care services, abortion services, or gender-affirming services, end quote. And medical providers who would treat these children in Illinois without parental consent would appear to face no legal liability or repercussions under House Bill 4876. If you live in Illinois, you might want to make your opinion known to your elected state representative. Topic number two, shutting down free press. Catherine Herridge, reporter whose work we followed for quite some time, formerly with Fox News, most recently with CBS News, now unemployed, She was one of 20 CBS News staffers let go the week before last as part of a larger layoff. But now we're starting to wonder whether the larger layoff was just a convenient excuse to try to cover what's actually going on here. Herridge was a pretty popular reporter, a reporter who actually did actual journalism, breaking news stories rather than just regurgitating press releases from government spokespeople, which is what, frankly, what most television news reporters do. According to a source inside CBS News talking to the New York Post, the move was unprecedented. The network boxed up all of her stuff and told her that they would decide what, if anything, would be returned to her. This is very unusual for journalists working in the news departments of the major news networks because of First Amendment protections of the freedom of the press. According to a second source quoted by the New York Post, quote, they never seize documents when you're let go. They want to see what damaging documents she has. Now, here's the thing. Herridge was reportedly investigating the Hunter Biden laptop when she was terminated. Now, that may not be the reason she's fired, but it I'm just not a coincidence theorist. Uh, Sources inside the network fear that CBS News actions could have an impact on a case that Herridge is currently involved with. She is uh, uh, involved in a First Amendment case dating to her time at Fox News. She could be held in contempt of court for not divulging a confidential source for an investigative piece that she wrote for Fox News back in 2017. Uh, Sources are afraid that CBS might turn that information over and Uh, compromise the source that gave her the information about this story. This could have a chilling effect on confidential sources willing to work with any reporters. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to protect me from uh, letting my bosses know that I'm leaking this illegal thing that he's doing out there. But your boss is going to take your files and turn it over to the Justice Department. This is what is going on here. Uh, Insiders are afraid that CBS could be subpoenaed to turn over her information about her confidential source. And these files may contain other sources that would remain anonymous, whistleblowers who fear reprisals from uh, their employers, especially if they're government agencies. CBS is suggesting that the privilege of confidentiality rests entirely with the company. This is traditionally not how it's worked because (laughs) if a reporter changes jobs, goes from one network or newspaper to another, They take their sources with them. CBS is saying, no, no, their sources remain with us and we'll decide which ones to protect. 
When sources accept assurances of confidentiality, they are basically placing their trust in that reporter. Now the reporters are, if CBS's actions hold up here, uh, the reporters will no longer be able to give those assurances. CBS is suggesting that it may allow unnamed people to go through Herridge's files to determine what will remain with the network. This could have a chilling effect on freedom of the press and the press's ability, as limited as it has been in recent years, to provide a watchdog on government overreach um, going forward. That's really what's at the heart of the Catherine Herridge story here. To her credit, she hasn't said anything to anybody. Having worked in secular media years back, 80s and 90s, I understand there are a limited number of jobs to go around. You start telling tales outside of school, your odds of getting hired somewhere else decrease. It's a tough spot for her to be in. Coming up, Bidenomics is dead, but the White House has another cunning plan to win us over before the election. That's ahead on 5 and 10. Well, let me take this occasion right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to make sure you know how you can get your copy of this incredible new book in the Blood Alliance special offer. This amazing opportunity includes the brand new book, Blood Alliance, the attack on Yeshua's threshold covenant and its impact on you in the midst of our prophetic times by best-selling author, Messianic Rabbi Zev Porat that details the current day diabolical influence of the biblically identified Chaldean spirit. The false counterfeit threshold covenants Lucifer is planning to use to deceive millions of Christians in the days ahead what the Old and New Testament has to say about the temple on the Temple Mount, what the Sabbath really is, and how the Threshold Covenant brings it to life. But we're just getting started. This must-have collection also includes Zev Porat's all-time best-selling book, Unmasking the Chaldean Spirit, which details his stunning supernatural conversion from a deeply orthodox Jewish man to faith in Jesus Christ as Messiah as he faced literal demonic manifestations, temptations of great wealth to denounce his faith in Yeshua, yet through it all he pressed on with a glowing zeal for the Word of God and the people of Israel. But that's not all. This unbelievable collection also includes best-selling author Carl Gallup's book, The Rabbi, The Secret Message, and the Identity of Messiah, which reveals how Israel's most venerated Orthodox rabbi, Yitzhak Kaduri, came face-to-face with the true Messiah and said that it was Jesus, all while efforts by global media and powerful elites to cover up this broad-sweeping, stunning revelation totally collapsed. Sold separately, these items hold a retail value of six Yours now for your donation of only $35 plus shipping and handling. So act quickly. You can scan the QR code on your screen using the camera app on your phone for instant access to this special opportunity right now, but it's available only while supplies last, so don't delay. Visit us at skywatchtvstore.com or call 1-844-750-4985 and ask for the Blood Alliance special offer. Item number one today, Bidenomics is dead. Long live shrinkflation. That is the new term, apparently. Democrats in the House of Representatives quit using the term Bidenomics months ago because it became clear that the American public just wasn't buying it. Um, It's because the messaging was tone deaf. People out in the real world can see that Bidenomics 
ain't working. The economy is not as great as they were telling us. And when you see the uh, number of terms or the, the, that the stories about Bidenomics were written in the mainstream press, you can see it has really declined since the middle of 2023 to the present day. The White House, kind of the last one to get the message and give up on this. Other Democrats and the corporate media stopped using the term quite some time ago. So the propaganda campaign for another term to replace Bidenomics has been underway inside the White House during the Super Bowl. Maybe you noticed the short message from President Biden on shrinkflation, the idea that you're paying the same amount for smaller packages of stuff at the grocery store, and this is all because of greedy corporations trying to squeeze you for every last dime. Uh, yeah, look at the number of times the term shrinkflation has appeared in media recently. There seems to be a real spike just about the time of the Super Bowl. Corporate media taking its marching orders from the deep state. This, according to Bloomberg data, shrinkflation headlines skyrocketing in corporate media outlets, a sign that the Biden administration has shifted gears. Bidenomics is dead. The new term is shrinkflation. That's how he's going to win us over between now and November. Yeah, good luck with that. This week, Skywatch TV's virtual conference Countering the Darkness launches that will take place Thursday, February 29th. 90 days access from the time you sign up. Uh, if you sign up after the 29th, if you've already signed up, you'll get access to all of these presentations, plus six feature-length documentary films from Skywatch Films. 90 days to watch all of them. Watch them on your schedule. Invite friends over. Have a watch party if you choose. Uh, DefenderConference.com is the website. And of course, as we've been saying all along, the uh, big draw here, if there is one, is uh, the final presentation of Dr. Tom Horn, recorded this last fall before he became ill. But many other speakers you'll want to hear from, like Dr. Judd Burton, Pastor Carl Gallops, Colonel David Giamona, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, Rabbi Zev Porat, um, Dr. Mike Spaulding, Dr. Egal German, Vicki Joy Anderson, Sharon Mead, Joe Artis Horn, um, Catherine Horn, Donna Howell, D d the complete list of speakers is available at DefenderConference.com. You'll see everybody there. DefenderConference.com. Sign up now and then hit the ground running this coming weekend with a watch party. Again, in times like these, oh, I can't leave out our good friends, Pastor Casper McLeod and Kenny C. Um, please sign up. Take advantage of this. Cutting edge information, especially timely right now. Countering the Darkness launches Thursday, DefenderConference.com. This week in Skywatch TV, Pastor Carl Gallops and Rabbi Zev Porat join us again, discussing Zev's new book, The uh, Blood Alliance. Blood Alliance. Uh, what do portals have to do with the third heaven, and uh, how do we see examples of this throughout history? Um, how do we, again, what is the significance of the blood that was on the lintel during the Exodus, the night that the destroying angel went through and struck down the firstborn of Egypt? All of that and more in this book. Fascinating conversation. Whenever Carl and Zeb come to town, we just love to sit and talk um, outside the program, but on the program as well, and it's uh, jaw-dropping information. You can watch the program right now at skywatchtv.com. All of our video content always at the website. Our broadcast schedule posted skywatchtv.com slash channels if you watch over the air. You can also watch it right now at our Roku and Apple TV channels, rumble.com slash skywatchtv, or the new YouTube channel for the main program at skywatchtv now. But uh, best of all, just to make sure we never get canceled, is to download our free mobile app to your smartphone or tablet. It's available for iOS, Android, and Amazon Kindle Fire phones and tablets. It's also got a 
number of additional features, a Bible module, an update, uh, a news update several times a week, calendar of upcoming events, and more uh, right in the palm of your hand, regardless of the type of device you're holding. And uh, we have links to the app stores at our website, skywatchtv.com. Thank you for watching as we keep watch. I'm Derek Gilbert, and this is 5 in 10 from Skywatch TV.